This is our Pacific Northwest Music. We're going to be talking to local musicians, bands, talking about their passions and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Our PNW Music, or our website, ourpnwmusic.com. Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. Okay, here we are, KMRE Studios, and I just want to welcome J.P. Falcon Grady to the studio. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what kind of music you play? Well, um, originally um, from out of Browning, Montana, Blackfeet Nation, um, the Kuni tribe um, is the actual name, Blackfeet, the given name. Um, but yeah, I moved here and li- moved all around um, with my adopted family. Um, my dad, who is um, of Irish descent, that's where the Grady comes from. Oh. And um, anyway, we moved around. He's a ta- college. He was he was a college professor. Um, uh, moved around teaching uh, electronics engineering. So we've been to Purdue and ASU and Montana State University. We've been to quite a few places um, with uh, with his profession. Anyway, um, and through that, you know, just experiencing different places, they've always kept us um, in touch with our culture at a young age. My parents. And my mom, she's no longer with us, and she's a uh, she's a uh, of Swedish descent. Her uh, um, second cousin is Jack Swigert on her side of the family. <laughs> cool. He was, and he he's the one that flew on Apollo thirteen. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's that's kind of our claim to fame on mom's side of the family. But <laughs> yeah, and my my mom's grandfather um, used to was a physician, and he would go out to the tribes there in the southwest and and, and help them with ever, however he could help them out with their medical needs. And um, my parents are good Catholic people and um, just adopted four boys, not, you know, all four boys. And uh, my brother, my youngest brother, Joseph, is my actual blood brother. And so we were adopted together. And then I have uh, my older brother, Bill, who was adopted. And I believe he's of a Spanish Latin mix. And then my brother, Brian, I believe he's of Irish. And he's the oldest. And uh, so, yeah. It's a so when you say they, they uh, you moved around and they kept you uh, you know, knowledgeable about your cultures, mm-hmm. it also with the Spanish brother and the Irish, they or just the Native American. I would have to I would have to think so because when um, you know of course they involved all of us together, but mm-hmm. majority of the time, like if we'd go out there to um, um, any reservation in mm-hmm. the Southwest, anywhere we'd go, um, we'd go as a family. You know, and then, and then, but also, you know, my dad being of Irish descent, so going up in the Catholic community and right. doing a lot of stuff like that, of course, it's St. Patty's Day and all the stuff. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's get into that a little bit. Um, what then, what then is your, uh, you know, background then in that? Um, you know, they kept you up on it, but, um, you know, I see you're wearing a Blackfeet Indian shirt. Yeah. Is that, is that where your roots are? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Bakuni tribe out of Browning, Montana. Okay. Yeah. And, um. The Blackfeet tribe out there, um, they uh, it, it if you were to look at the um, Glacier National Park, mm-hmm. it comes down right next door to that. If you look on a map, is the Blackfoot Reservation. It goes up and borders with Canada up there, and then and then it really mushrooms up there. So we only got the stem down here, but the major <laughs> part of the tribes are up there and then up in Canada. And um, but yeah, I there's not. I don't know a lot about my general history mm-hmm. as far as culture, but 
Native American history in general, you know, from moving in the Southwest, living in Arizona um, and um, Colorado, visiting Colorado and visiting all these different tribes, you know, and then living here in the Northwest with the Salish tribes, you know, is um, I've just been very, very, very fortunate not just to be completely, um, you know, just subject to my tribe and, and, right. and, and, and what they go through, a lot of similarities everywhere. You know, yeah, everything's connected. Everything's of. connected, right. you know, and it's never just about, you know, about Native people, and it's never just about, you know, anyone and, you know, any right. one group of people, you know, it's all about human beings, and that's how I've always seen it. That's right. how I was raised, you know. And it, it's cool that it's, that, it's, that it's come to that now. Um, that you think about, man, so long ago uh, when a lot of these, you know, Blackfeet in, in Montana that, that, that you come from, they might not even have known the Salish tribes back then at all because oh, you can't they just travel over, right? Actually, no, they did. Whoa. They do, you know, and that's 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 one thing I learned literally like in the last year. I'm 50 Whoa. years old, and I just learned that from a friend of mine who is a um, uh, Lummi elder out here. He's um, uh, um, Dean Washington out here at uh, on Lummi. He, he no longer lives on the reservation, but he lives in Ferndale. Anyway, he's talked to me and shared with me um, quite a bit of the history and w one thing that was pretty prominent in, in a lot of the discussions was that there was trade fair trade in between the Salish and and uh, the the folks just on the other side you know the the Pacuni and uh, the Crow all these folks so there was um, yeah there was travel over the now that's just you. Yeah. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's pull a song out, Christine. But while okay. we're you know, sure, we, well, we are a music sailors. podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about the sailors. Let's talk about your song, Sailors Blues. That one. Um, yeah, you know, I living in Montana and Arizona, you're not very close to the water, so you don't hear stories about you know fishermen. It wasn't until like, I got moved up here in '86, and you start hearing about you know people who just doing their daily things. They're out there, and then they're gone just gone the sea took them you know and that's the life that these people know up here is that you know they one day you're out there fishing doing great and next thing you know the sea just takes you for no no apparent reason you know just no reason no no prejudice nothing just takes you and so I was um, looking for a song to write one day I was sitting down I believe it was um, I believe it's Boulevard Park um, it's this is quite a while ago but um, I was sitting on a bench and I was trying to think of a song to write. Nothing was coming, nothing was coming. So finally, midday, so finally I kind of stood up and started to put things away. And as I looked down, I looked at the bench, and the bench said, this bench is dedicated to all the men and women we lost at sea. And I thought about that. I really wow. sat down and thought about that, and I was like, wow. So then I wrote Sailor's Blues. Yeah. Kind of have a nice little... And that, that more has a, to me, a, you know, I... I one of my favorite songs to do is, is Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And so it kind of has that, that kind of um, theme to it, I guess, if you will.
I see There in the distance Wearing only the fog My lady, she sings me a song the journey was simple just a stone's throw away on the wings of the seagull I fly and the stars yes the stars seem to welcome me home with every smile Off the port side, I see my fair lady. Still, she is singing her song. I've come for my lover.
you'll find your way home. For my lover to carry you back to your home down. Okay, so we're back with uh, J.P. Falcon Grady, and uh, that was his uh, song, Sailor's Blues. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, that that's kind of one of your darker songs. Is that is that kind of how you label that? Just, I mean, it is about sailors going out and, and losing. It's you know. it's about death. You know, it's about the um, uh, mermaid. That's the that's the idea. I took it from as a mermaid coming for her lover to take their lover back home to the ocean where you belong. That's where you've always wanted to be. This is where you belong. I'm taking you home. And that's what I mean by the darkness of the spirit yeah. coming to take him home. And that person is on their way of floating in a shipwreck or something and this in the distance. All I saw was the fog and this lady coming to, the spirit coming to take me to the other side. Right. You know? Beautiful song and beautiful imagery. Yeah. Too. And so when I literally picture, I just picture underneath these depths, yeah. you know, these you know, fathoms under the sea of people floating there. It's kind of dark to me. So, you know, but that's their, you know, it's a life people choose, you know, and so therefore sure. it may not be for them. It's, it could be light and, yeah. you know, Valhalla for all I know. But. So let's go back, JP. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start learning music? Were you, when did you pick up a guitar? What was your first instrument? 14, right around 14 is when I started to really focus on um, playing. We've always had a guitar. My uncle, on my mom's side, left a guitar at the house. And so, you know, kids, we had scratch marks all over. It was all beat up <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah, until one day broken I looked strings. at it. And, yep. Oh, so many broken strings. And uh, then I decided, uh, well, maybe I should start actually playing this thing and learning what's it all about. And so I didn't really learn too much about it other than to tune it. And then I started teaching myself how to play Stairway to Heaven. And that's the first. It took me a, a year of every day sitting down with that guitar learning and finally i was able to play stairway to that's heaven that's kind of a tough one to jump in yeah <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> and that's why i was like after that i was like oh my god is this what it's all about this sucks <laughs> but but um but uh, it, the bug stuck and i just you know i kept playing and my parents are not musical no one in the family is musical it just showed up my brother my younger brother my blood brother he's He's um, he's visually he's an artist. He he draw you pictures and paintings, and it's they're just ridiculously good. Yeah. In fact, he um, I don't have a picture of um, first powwow here, but he did the cover. Okay, wow. that's his, that's his artwork, and um, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And that first powwow is your is it an EP or an LP? Um, was it just a? Is not what it is. It's a CD. CD. An EP. But, yeah, and how many songs are on it? Nine. Nine. Oh, okay, Nine. that's a full one then. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And and is that available anywhere? Because I was trying to look for your it, stuff before this. 
Yes and no. Um, it, it was available until the COVID thing, and I haven't been able to press any more CDs out. Okay. But and I, but it's not available online anywhere on okay. um, um, you know any of the major. So we have to get it on CD. I mean, that's how we. Yeah, have you to pretty get much it. have to get it through myself and okay. CD. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, what? Uh, so when you were fourteen, you learned "Stairway to Heaven." Mm-hmm. Gruelingly. Grueling. Oh, sounds like uh, what, yeah. what, what kind of what progressed after that? Blues, you know, just kind of blues and rock and roll and everything that kind of whatever I would whatever could um, was was attainable at the moment. So a lot of people would say, "Hey, here's blues and here's that." And then, but what I grew up on before even playing the guitar was, you know, um, my mom was a huge fan of Sound of Music. So I literally that's where I learned how to sing was from um, was Julie Andrews doing doe a deer uh-huh. a female deer you know that whole thing yeah. ray a drop of golden sun all of that was my lesson of singing and after that it was like oh, oh guess if you can do that you can do anything she says it you know in the movie so it must so be I, true it must be true you know so i i lit, i lived it literally and it's um it just you know it just all stuck i was um i worked hard at it it, it was um in my high school years, oh man! I, and I'll tell you, when I first started, I I couldn't I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, you know. I couldn't, and I wasn't very good at the guitar, but you know, I worked my ass off in doing it, and 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 focused on it, you know, obsessed on it, really, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the only real true um, um, thing that I was able to grasp onto, you know. I wasn't able to really focus in school because school right. wasn't really including me so there's that's all a different story but well, you know your, your music um it's hard not to tell uh watching you play and um and hearing you sing that you've pulled out those roots from from uh native american music um it's really it really does show and i don't know if it's just the visual thing you in here and you, you know you, it, it was amazing to watch you play did when you were you said going with your parents uh, to different tribes and, and that kind of thing. Did you connect with anybody musically at that age, or um, um, where did you kind of get those uh, those roots in your music? You know, I, and it would all be you know looking back, kind of like ah, I saw what was, at the time. At the time, I was you know I was just I was more. Um, focused on the immediate connection of like I I actually communicate with these people I can actually you know feel comfortable around these people these people just accept me absolutely immediately it's amazing that when my parents walk away next thing you know I'm not alone you know people come up who are you with and so in family and the next thing you know I'm sitting with people and they're like on what you know that's how it's always been in the native community so um, that's what's always I guess I I was lucky enough to kind of be in the moment at that time and not be um, so struck with um, with music has always been um, like I said my mom loved sound of music and then they they loved Johnny Cash listen to Johnny Cash so every Sunday we'd be listening to Johnny Cash and John Denver and then um, <laughs> You know, any folk group you can think of. But then a lot of symphony music, a lot of classical music. My dad loves classical music, so we listen to that, and operatic music. So 
at a very young age, I was introduced to a lot of different styles of music, you know, and then your contemporary, you know, you've got Frank Sinatra, of course, all the greats that sing theirs. You know, if, if you ears weren't open from, you know, being my generation, if you didn't hear those guys, it was like, you're not listening, yeah. you know, because, yeah. but then, and then my brother Bill, you know, then, then my brothers are influenced of it. Like my brother Bill comes home and goes, you ever heard of country music? No, and then they start. He starts introducing me to some uh, some country music, some serious country music, and it stuck. And then my brother Brian loved Kiss, <laughs> and that realm. And so there's that, wow. you know. And so, and then my brother Joseph, he's more into the tech music. So it all, you know, really, you know, I'd listen. We'd all take turns. It's you know his music, my music, their music, and then I was just a mix of it all. So I was happy listening to blues, folk, rock, reggae, country, anything you throw on, it's classical. And that was kind of my problem. It could, and it's nice to be able to be here and it's quiet because if we were in a restaurant someplace and there was music going on, it'd be going, I'm sorry, what was that question? Because the song, I love that song. Right. It's playing right now. And right. that's yeah. literally where my focus goes to, unfortunately, for some people. Because I'll be anywhere in public and a song will be going on. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything you said. I was listening to that song. I'm sorry. That's just the, where my ear goes to. Yeah. You know, even like at, a dog so, and a squirrel. Exactly. <laughs> I just like to so, you know, what are you looking at? Nothing. I'm listening to a song. Do you not hear this song? And people are going, <laughs> I don't hear anything. And people go, Oh, I barely hear the radio. You couldn't hear that. Yeah, listen, it's Bon Jovi. It's it's Blaze of Glory. So you're, you're ADD when it comes to when music. When it comes then, to huh? music, straight up, straight up, ADD and movies, straight up. So. So let's get into another song then. Like, can you tell mm -hmm. us about Ebb and Flow? Yes, I can. That song is. Um, is about the Northwest here and the Salish community, and not only that, but the um, the migration of the whales. Um, my wife Sheila worked um, very hard before I met her in the, in the medical industry, and so she was able to, with her earnings and her savings and her smart investments, she was able to purchase some property. And through a marriage, a previous marriage, she was got some property out there on uh, the Lummi Reservation out there at Sandy Point. And so uh, we have a place out there. We get to go out there once in a while. And um, being out there, for the first couple of times I was out there, it is quiet. All you hear is the water out there and the seagulls and, and the sea life. It's incredible. And so one night I was sitting there um, in the living room with the, the sliding door open but the screen door closed. You know, not very far away. I mean, literally just feet away. And, and it literally sounds like someone going, and exhaling right outside the door, right outside the door. And I was like, am I going to turn around and see some guy standing there just <laughs> looking crazy? And I was like, uh -huh. no, no one's there. That's weird. I, I swore I heard someone go, <sighs> exhale. And it sounds exactly like that. And I'm like going, who is exhaling outside the door? Okay, someone's messing with me. I mean, really messing with me because that's <laughs> creepy. And then it happens again. And I'm like, going, okay. So finally after... A few more, I'm like, well, this is really freaking me out. I got to step out on the back deck and see who's messing with me. I step out there and no one's there. And then when I step out there and then now my senses can hear the outside, all of a sudden I hear it again. It's like, oh, that's out in the water. And what I was hearing were the whales breaching and with their blowholes. But being 
close enough to, to the shore, but far enough that when you're inside, it literally sounds like someone exhaling. It was the freakiest thing until I heard that. I had never heard that before. It was the first thing in time of my life. So I was, I was mesmerized. And then maybe an hour later, midnight-ish, um, yeah, it was right around midnight. And that's why I say in the song, midnight song, in the song, midnight song on the midnight air is exactly what it was were whale songs. I could hear them in the water sitting in the living room and I was just mesmerized. I sat there my, I was just like, I'd never heard that before and I was totally, completely humbled. Like, my God, this is what sailors hear when they're out there on the ocean. This is what sucks people to the water no wonder when if you can hear this whale if you hear the whale song it's amazing it was incredible and so that's what i mentioned in the song a midnight song on a midnight um air and they come and they go slowly it's what i mean about the migration of the whales and when i say um i'll never fade away is my faith in them and my wanting to exist and harmonize with them you know, that'll never, ever fade away after that experience. I felt like they were singing to me. You know, you, you get that. Like my ego gets that in me. Like, they're singing to me, you know. And I felt like, you know, this is them talking to me. So I got to write a song about it. I got to write a song about them. And it's got to be good. So when I mention um, Kolshan, that's that's Mount Baker. Okay. That's that's um, um, Kolshan is, is Mount Baker. Colshan is Mount Baker and then, uh, you know, the Salish Sea. So that's why, you know, Colshan smiling over the Salish Sea, you know, we uh, and where our house is at, we got um, we're right on the water. I mean, we're right down there on the water. So we look right across over to Orcas Island. And so we got a beautiful, beautiful Orcas view. And that's what I mean. We got an Orcas view. People going, you got a view. It's 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 and we're spoiled. And so. Um, yeah, that's what that song is all about, is here in the northwest of those whales and living that water, that life out there is incredible. Another day comes shining down for you and me. See cold shan smiling over the sailor's sea. Come look at the island We got an orchestra view So much to feel here So much to do We got the ebb and flow yeah. I'll let it flow my way And then there's you and me 
Oh, we love that shoreline and a life living here. We got the midnight song on the midnight air. We got the ebb and flow. I'll let it flow my way. Back in studio with JP. Whoa. Falcon. Falcon Grady. I knew I had the Grady. Oh, no, that's all right. You know what? People, so many times people come up. So, um, Raven. Yeah. And I'm like, going, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't, I don't feel people are wrong in any way. They know who they're talking to and they think, well, he's got a bird's name. So I know it's like <laughs> Raven. And I'm like, going, yeah, what's up? Um, and my wife wanted me to tell that story kind of in a way because I worked for a guy out in ferndale and i he goes so jp is it and for some reason he got it in his head like maybe 15 minutes later that my name was beach that he somehow he took jp and turned it into the bj and then yeah. just said beach for short oh. so he turns around and goes beach you want a sandwich and i'm looking at him like going <laughs> looking around and everyone's looking at me and everyone's kind of looking around like Who's he talking to? I'll take a sandwich. So I'm like, but I'm like, a, yeah, are you talking to me? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. And I went, yeah, I'll have a sandwich. And I didn't correct him. So all these people continuously, so Raven. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Raven. man. I should have told you Falcon is. <laughs> really? 20 years, man? You mean let me call you Raven? Well, they're both really cool birds. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. Well, right on. Well, we are back in studio with J.P. Falcon Grady. And that was a song, Ebb and Flow. And, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of bring back the conversation to just that area out there that you're talking about mm -hmm. um you have this way of words of describing things where it just really puts this picture in people's minds uh both when you played the song and when you described it and um i don't know man is there any anything more you had to say about just kind of that lummy nation out there where you're where you talked about oh yeah you know um they've be, you know, living where we're at is is still considered part of the reservation, but there are a lot of uh, non-reservation 
non-native non, uh, Lummi living out there, non-native people, non-Lummi. But still, it's part of the reservation. And even before being out there at Sandy Point and being in the area, um, being Native American, and at a young age, when we first moved here, 14 or so, my parents, once again, uh, got us familiar with the Lummi folks out here. And it was the Horn family that um, that adopted my brother and myself in and took us under their wing. And so way before Standing Point, was, a, I was being involved with, you know, this, a lot of their um, ceremony out there, you know, a lot of personal family ceremony out there. And so, you know, stuff that... You know, you know, you can't find on YouTube. You can't find in books. You know that that family that they share with you, and it's, it's ever changing. And that is so much part of it too, because that's part of the ebb and flow. Are the you know the actual people that started here? You know the the Salish and the Lummi tribes. And when I moved here, they they uh, they welcomed me with open arms, and still have. You know, I treated as family. As I said, Dean Washington, they another family that immediately adopted me and. And so I'm extremely, extremely lucky to be where I'm at today because a lot of Native American men don't get to where I'm at, don't get to experience the things that I've experienced because, you know, reservation life and then violence, you know, and just, you know, hard life. I, I kind of wanted to touch on, too, you've said a couple times now um, when you were younger about um, feeling left out. Um, because of people not not being like you, right? About the school and and uh, down in Arizona. So how has that influenced your music? Um, you know, as far as as music it can kind of be of divide or a, you know bringing people together. So did that make you feel more connected with people in times when you felt alone? Music, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I I would have to. It's when you step out of the house. When I stepped out of the the home for my my mom and my dad, and my brothers, and um, anytime it's just my brother and I, and we're kids and we're in a mm -hmm. different neighborhood, and mm -hmm. there's um, people are a little more prone to kind of be open with children and say, "Hey, you're not supposed to be in the yard. You're not supposed to be in the pool. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to do this." And so at a very young age, we heard that a lot, yeah. you know. And then didn't it, it didn't stop at, you know, a, a random neighbor. It 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 moved on to, and and everywhere. I wouldn't say Arizona anything in particular, but it would be the, you know, a lot of the school systems. There was a lot of great teachers and a lot of good people that I ran into that didn't make, unfortunately, as much a positive effect on me as the people who were negative and who were teaching me, who I heard from teachers and, and um, you know, went to a, a Catholic school and heard it from nuns and of, you're not gonna live very long. You know, it's statistically proven that men of your nature of your race will not live long on this earth so we choose to give this to the person over here and they say this to my face who is going to benefit more wow so a lot of my life i was brought up as the sparring partner you beat him up he's here for you to beat up for you to progress oh. and for you 
you know, to be left to whatever. So a lot of times I'm, you know, nowadays I, I look at things, you know, finances and things that I dislike. Well, I was never introduced to that. It's not like I didn't pay attention. not like I wasn't right. interested. It was just right. not for me or yeah. presented to me in that way. It was always, this is not for you. This is for someone else. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move you here. Why don't you take this back to the library for us? And we'll give you a smiley face for today for being such a helpful student. And then you can take all the books back to the library, and that'll be your duty. You know, and everyone else will sit in here and take the test, and, you know, we'll just kind of move you along. You know, and so, you know, I, I <clears throat> that was my experience, you know, and it wasn't the whole experience but it was the lasting experience those are the ones that i remember the most those are the ones sure. that keep me up at night those are the ones i kind of go what if i knew if i had i just don't understand this or that and i i i know why and it's not because of anything i did is there any part of that 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 you put into your music um there's yeah there's a lot that goes into you know of every bit of it you know Mm. there's some there's some songs out there that but as i as i always try to do in all of my music i try to um make it a, a story that people can relate to and not people can run from it's like i don't want to listen to the song because it's just too harsh you know the language and the storyline is just too too hard for me because there's there's a lot of people that just can't do that can't listen you know can't watch someone put a neck to another man's you know head they you know they just want to turn that off and not yeah. you know not deal with it and that's okay that's okay for that person but for the rest of everyone else who has to deal with it you know yeah. it, it it makes an effect and for me i that's why i said when i step away from my family the house that's where the true nature of life really was presented to me and I don't say the school of hard knocks because that's um that's giving people who've really gone through life really 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 hard it's mm. just you know it's it's being disrespectful to all that because I learned and it and I knew at the time growing up that I was loved I was accepted and that was proven to me and day in and day out by my mom and my dad my relatives all of them and you know and so what happened for me was confusion because it would happen from, you know, different areas all over the place. Like, is this going to happen everywhere I go? Right. Is this going to, is this how life is going to be yeah. everywhere you go in the school system? And for a long time it was, and then I moved here to the Northwest to Bellingham and, um, it was completely different. People came and talked to you and, oh. and didn't look at you up and down. Like, where are you from? Kind of question. It was, Hey, welcome this people and hey come over here to okay you know so yeah i think people listening uh you know it's 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 really hard to hear that and um it's not something that most people can relate to no and uh, you know I, I i can't either i don't want to act like i can uh but as you were talking there i really uh i don't want to tell my mom's story in a wrong way because she, she listens to the show but uh you know she she went out uh for i want to say three to four years and she was a school counselor at Nia Bay mm. High School, or actually the whole school, a small school out there. And um, when she first started trying to talk to these juniors and seniors who were graduating high school, and, uh, well, which college do you want to go to? And they all just looked at her with 
blank eyes. Oh, yeah. You know? and what, what do you oh, mean? Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise and, me. Uh, um, yeah, you know, and, and it's just like she eventually was able to um, help some kids get onto the uh, the community college in Port Angeles and, and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, and it's not, to me, it's, you know, when I, I don't, this is really probably the, um, when I, when I'm interviewed is when it comes up, because, you know, I, I want to be honest about myself and the experiences I went through, you know, I, <clears throat> you know, I'm no, you know, I'm not a saint, I don't claim to be, you know, like the, the post child or a victim of anything, you know, it was, uh, or circumstance, it's just, you know, just as you walk to the store and you tell someone, here's my experience, and they say, someone tripped you? Yeah. It didn't bother you? Well, I didn't think it was wrong at the time. I just thought, man, well, that's kind of personal. And that's how I've always seen life, because when I came home, I was loved. Yeah. And it wasn't like I went to bed with, you know, with no food, or my parents going, you know, what did you do wrong? Or And it was always, you know, my 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 father's a very understanding father they 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 love unconditionally so that was the major lesson yeah. through my life was that and there was a there was a time when i forgot about that and went into self pity and and thought of myself as a victim of some <laughs> sort instead of realizing that you know you know you you're just trying to take a time out you know you're being very selfish here and that's what I was and I and uh the, I went um a recovering alcoholic and so you know about turn 24 25 I started to really start drinking but I was a DJ at the time and you know I was in the party oh, life boy. and so yeah exactly <laughs> you know so it's not you know um it wasn't completely sought out but at the same time I never never looked at it like oh this is you know this could be detrimental because you haven't dealt with a lot of things this could be a problem no you know and and then another thing too is that being adopted at a very young age that my tribe had put aside some money that in a trust fund for my brother and i and next thing you know when we turn a certain age boom a bunch of money comes to us and you're talking about someone who who was kicked out of the class while we're like talking about finance and da 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 so I, now i got all this money and i'm like, i don't know yeah. what, i don't know what to invest in all i know is i want that phone and it'd be cool to live in that place you know and yeah. da, 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 da da you know and the list goes on but there was you know but that's that's all on me for not stepping up and doing my part to further educate myself so i fell into self pity and did a lot of you know drinking and a lot of feeling sorry myself for myself for years until I realized, you know, you, 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 before you pick this crutch up, you had a, everything that you're whining about. You have unconditional love. Yeah. You know, you have people who love you, who'll do anything for you, yeah. you know, and who, you know, you would do anything for, but right now you're just being the most selfish person in the world thinking about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see that other people haven't made it as far as you have, look at you. Look how far you've made it. Even with what they've told you, look how far you've made it. And look at the other people go missing, disappear, or just go walking off because there's no hope for them. But you've always had hope because you've always had love, unconditional love, and it's still there. It's still in my life. And so it, it you know, and never once do I sit here and go, oh, woe is me, you know, because I'm very lucky to be where I'm at. I'm very lucky to play this music for you guys today, to be here, to walk down Bellingham, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and people want to yell and scream at each other. You know, I don't feel like there was 
that I was part of that problem in any way, shape, or form. That that I know that everything that I'm doing with music and everything that I do every day when I wake up is is, is now in honor of all of that, you know, and in, in honor of all the people who are out there standing right now screaming, and people who are at home not wanting to scream. For the people You're talking who, about the um, the rally that's going on. The right rallies, now. Yeah. the the pandemic, people who are upset about you know wanting to go out and you know start things up. People who don't want to start things up. I'm in support of them all because you know without what's unfortunate about. What people don't realize is, and, and is there's always going to be the yin and the yang. There's always going to be night and day. There's always going to be the good and the bad. There's always going to be someone yelling awful things, and there's always going to be someone saying wonderful things. Encounter is my job is to accept that and live with that, and live with the people who are going through that, and not be part of it. And slowly through my music, just let people know that it's all right. That you know that there's unconditional love out there for everyone. You know, everyone. JP, let's jump in. Uh, sure. We've been talking for a while, and, and it's good stuff, man. Don't mm-hmm. I don't want to? But we are. We do need to bust in and do some songs every once in a while. No problem. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, the song "Spirit Horse." Yep. That one I. Um, that one was inspired, um, man. Uh, early '90s, mid '90s, I'd have to say, um, of sitting there as my my parents' house in the basement thinking of a song, trying to think of a song again. And I had the TV on, but not the volume up. And it was Oprah Winfrey. And as she's talking, I can sit in there, I'm daydreaming, like, what can I write about? And then it shows Oprah Winfrey's face, and then the screen goes black. And they, they pan out this child's face. And then another one, and then another one. And then I just kept going, going. I wasn't listening, I was just watching. I'm like, oh, man, that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids now. I mean, to where it looks like this particle board of just dotted that they've panned back now. I'm going, man, and they just, it's like, I'm going, man, that, what is this all about? I turn it up and like, so this is, and they're talking about child abuse and how many children have been killed through child mm-hmm. abuse, documented. And it was, I was like, what? That many, that's ridiculous, you know? And I thought, you know, what, there's no one who's going to step up other than Oprah Winfrey and people like that, no one who's going to step up for these kids, that, okay, well, we have to come up with heroes, we have to come up, and I'm like, well, there's, there are tribes out there that believe that when the spirit horse, that when you die, the spirit horse comes for you. And if your soul is good, they take you to the other side. Now, I just thought of that, and I was thinking, you know, that's got to be automatic for a child. They haven't lived long enough to do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, so the spirit horse automatically comes for them. And so that's what the song is really about. So the first one is, it's, the first one is a person who's living right next door to a child who's being abused. You know, and it's like they listen to it, but they don't do anything. That's still, it's like into the wind, into the dark. You can hear her cry and hear the pounding, almost feel the pain. But, you know, and then the other one is this, this boy who had a very bright life in his eyes, but because of the abuse, it was finally doled away until he, you know, he was gone. And so it's all, you know, it's a dark, sad song, but it it transforms to being able being able to take to the other side, you know, being all their pain being taken away and them having that unconditional love that I speak about. Love is free. The air is, you know, clean and 
everything's wonderful there for them. You know, that's where Spirit Horse takes them. Ever you go, ever you go away, light will shine you and guide you my way. Ever you lose, ever you lose your way, I will find you. Find you this day and every day. Every day. Every day. Oops, Into the wind and the dark. Crying, hear the pounding almost, feel her pain. Count the waves and the tears and the lonely nights that now seem to never end. Where is the end, my friend? Ooh, it's the heat of the southwest legends come and legends go the voice of the owl speaks loud tonight and he will rise Take away 
away this pain. Spirit horse, carry me far away from here. Where the trees are green, the air is clean, and that love is free. Take away these bodies, but leave the soul. Take away their eyes and leave the gold. It's raining silver, it's raining gold. Silver and gold. Raining silver, raining gold Into the wind, into the dark Rit of mine All right, we're back with J.P. Falcon Grady, and uh, that was a spirit horse. Um, I kind of wanted to touch at the end there. We kind of talked about it uh, right, right when you when you finished um, playing that song. Um, was that a different language? Did we, did we just play some swear words on the radio? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, those uh, <laughs> horse calls and 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 um, and warrior calls, you know, um, just some things that I incorporate that that are part of you know part of my heritage i've seen it you know and you get them going on there and get that horse going so i'll smile I will prove what love can bring. 
I will prove what love can bring. I have a simple plan. Do the right thing every day. And I'll see it through. Sing a song as I go my way. I do this all the time. Have faith and always pray for you to see. Happy I'll smile for everyone My love I give for free High fives all around the world I'll prove what love can bring I'll prove what love can Complete compassion Some never feel To them it's so unreal Open your heart And you will see And this smile is free J.P. Falcon Grady in the KMRE studio. <laughs> well, hey, man, I just want to say thanks so much for coming to the studio and hey, blessing us with your songs. Of course, man. Thank you very much for inviting me down here and being part of this. You know, I always, I always like this. Thanks for listening to our Pacific Northwest music. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next week. Thanks so much to our friends Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this.